Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome to uh, Wacky Monday or Manic, Manic, Manic Monday. Monday. Manic Monday. Alliteration, alliteration. Yeah, alliteration. Okay, thanks. Um, it's Chuck, Chuck Bonniewell. I know my name. Chuck <laughs> Bonniewell and Julie. Hayden. Uh, whatever her last name is. <laughs> hey, Truth Straight Up, uh, the Chuck and Julie show brought to you by uh, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine with Dr. Jack Schaefer, HappyTrees.co, great full service tree company, and Denver Cenogenics uh, and Dr. Julie McCallan. Um, we've got Dave Whistle, I see, on standby. We're going to bring him up in a second. Some good news once again. Really good news. The grassroots win one. Not, well, not once again. Well, I'm making a good point. Once. The first time for a while. And the fight's not over, so we got him. We had him on Friday. You have some good news there. And then also at 3.30, Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch. want to talk to him about the new, what looks to be the new prime minister um, of Britain. Um, Great Britain, um, who is a globalist elite world economic forum. So, yay! Yay! yay a total that. green agenda, uh, left wing, uh, quote unquote conservative. Too bad the queen is gone. Um, so, Joe, David, like him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let us bring on now Dave Whistle. Dave, as we've told you before, is a the GOP candidate for a county commissioner seat in Park County, and um, he's been in public office before. Um, huge, lengthy record. Got out, got into private business, decided to run for county commissioner, and and I'll let you take from there, Dave. You started getting pushback from, from the Elsner uh, regime. Dick and Deb Elsner who are not Democrats, but Republicans, and not only just any Republicans, but they're ranking officials in the Republican Party. So what's the latest there? Well, good afternoon, Chuck and Julie. Good to be with you here from South Park. The reality, it really is about as weird as you can get, uh, almost like the guys in the cartoons. (laughs) Um, As we last spoke uh, last week uh, with Julie, uh, basically there had been a movement of our local patriots uh, to try and do something to right the wrongs of Republicans supporting openly Democrats. Yeah. This is going on not just in Park County. It's, we're hearing it's going on in many other counties, unfortunately. Uh, but in our particular case, Rob, Park County has been historically a red county, and that's because the individuals believe that way and do it that way because it's no party, it's no individual, it's no candidate, it's it's no central committee. It's the individuals. So we were able to get some others around the state, and, and you probably recognize the names better than I do, but right. other people that are concerned about the fact that we have a shifting in our Republican base to a Democratic or pure Democratic leaning. Right. And we're seeing it here. We're seeing it here with my race in, in particular. There, There's more to it than, than just me, I believe, because it's really a mindset yeah. We have a lot of tax issues that are being pushed by our local government entities, and they are all saying we have to have more taxes in order to do what we're supposed to do. My whole position in this has been, no, let's live within our means, just like our families are. I'm an appraiser by trade. I've been watching this local market for 44 years. I believe 
we have gone through the most extraordinary economic boom in our history, and I expect that correction to come extraordinarily soon. That's right. I think in 2023, we are going to see a correction with these national policies, certainly down to the state level. I love to call them the blue man group, uh, the Democrats. And now we're getting it into Park County, where we have been solidly Republican as far as elected officials in all of my 44 years. We've elected an unaffiliated now and again, but we've never really elected a Democrat. And this is for the first time. It's almost like the Democrat and Republican Central Committees got together because they the Democrats ran a full slate this year again in the, in the county courthouse, although they were paper candidates. Yeah, they were simply a name. Well, tell us about about your victory well, today. Well, so yes, well, let me to back up though and make sure so folks, if they haven't listened, so what happened is is it, it, with all of this is the background. Dick Elsner and his wife Deb Elsner. Dick is the treasurer of the Colorado State Republican Party, and he started not just not supporting you, not just kind of quietly talking amongst his friends that he didn't support you. He started actively working and endorsing the Democrat. Um, campaigning for Democrats. campaigning for Democrats, and I gather you guys complained to Christy Burton Brown. Well, right, you also saying, got affidavits, and you got you got yeah, you got the proof. Because you'd complained before, Christy, and I hadn't done much good. Yeah, we we I have to commend our local patriots here. We had we had thirteen brave souls who went up through the bylaws at the Republican Party level to take on the Elsners. They were openly covertly or openly and overtly supporting uh, at a public event our our, our socialist Democrat. They were called on it. People who were Republicans saw it and were appalled. And so they wrote statements. We had videos. We have them putting signs on their fence. Matter of fact, Elsner just put a Gerardo sign on his fence outside his personal residence uh, yesterday or the day before. So we have photographs of that. But anyhow, so this has been moving up the chain of command, if you will, up to KBB at the state level. And there was pretty lukewarm reception at the beginning. But we have had some great individuals who has been expanded to other counties and other concerned folks about our same concerns. So it led to an email this morning from KBB to our leader, Joyce Hines, that Dick Elsner, as of today, submitted his resignation as the treasurer of the state GOP. That's great, but that doesn't change anything locally. But it does tell us to make a stand, ladies and gentlemen, stand for what's right, we have to take and as Republicans clean this up from within. Right. Well, and again, from what I understand, that yeah, that Chrissy Burton Brown said, to, um, I have accepted the resignation from Dick Elsner as treasurer, and then adding, I agree, no one endorsing a Democrat can serve as a state officer. I mean, let's keep in mind there are only six state officer. So he was one of six. It's not like there's a million of them. And to me, it's just ludicrous that he even thought he could get away with this. And it says something about, you know, the arrogance of some of the establishment party leadership. And it is to me, I'm glad Christy Burton Brown finally did something, but it's not like no one had brought this to her attention. No, right? She was going to ignore it. She was going to ignore it. You're right. At some point, you'd think it's a cheerful. She'd be like, Chuck, yeah. you know, you can support that guy if you want, but you cannot be a state party official if you're supporting well, the and treasure, and he did the same thing at the state party level, hiding all the books as he's done down in Park County. But you still have the problem that his wife, who's also just as guilty, should not be the county chairman. Well, and unfortunately, the, the our local Republican Social Club, we don't have a functioning central committee any longer. We have a social club, has ceased to exist. Yeah, they they certainly they certainly. Um, 
they, they have scheduled no meetings. They canceled every meeting past September and they won't meet again until after the election is, is fulfilled. So I, I am out here with uh, my great team and these wonderful supporters, uh, old and new, and we've had some fabulous support. The uh, negative hits have actually had a boomerang effect and helped us in our fundraising. They've helped us with offers of support. You know, we're no strangers here. We're known commodities. And this is um, the, the weirdest thing I've ever dealt with. Although when you look at the players, you have to understand this is their MO. They've been pulling this stuff in Park County. And finally, we have the evidence where they came out in the open you know, go back to the primary. I filed a complaint against them for the anonymous hit piece mailer, which then they have almost exposed themselves in their letters and public events. You know, my successor as assessor created this new committee called Concerned Citizens of Park County. They were the ones that did Elsner's mailer. <laughs> It goes to, again, sort of the, the arrogance of some of these, and we're going to let you go in a few seconds here, and then, because I want to talk about the whole Joe Day thing some more, but the arrogance of these establishment Republicans, they're rhinos, right? If, I mean, you're not a Republican if you're actively endorsing and working for and campaigning for the Democrat candidate. And you're, you can see it in Alaska. Lisa Murkowski said she's going to vote for the Democrat for um, the sole representative, uh, and the Democrat has said she'll vote for her and, and the reason why, because they, they instituted a, a uh, rank voting uh, fraud on everyone, and they hope that even though um, Murkowski will lose the vote, the rank voting will allow her to prevail. And, you know, and make no mistake, who they're, they're united, right? The Democrats and these rhinos, they are united against us. They're united mm-hmm. against you because mm-hmm. you want to get some budget answers. Mm-hmm. And if, if you know what, and if the people don't elect you, then the people don't elect you. But then to try to do all this maneuvering and all this, you know, unethical, well, I mean, there's, politics, well, it's, it is bad I know it's politics, politics, dirty politics but, and establishment politics. And it's what they've been doing it for a long time. No trick, nothing dirt, too dirty. Uh, for establishment Republicans in Park County or in the state. But at least you guys pushed back yeah. and got him to resign. So that's great. Folks, let me give you, let me leave you with this. It is important to me how we win. You know, I'm old school. I was an elected official beginning in 1980, six weeks past my 24th birthday. I'm old school. I want to do what's right. I don't need a title. I don't need a ribbon. I don't need the prestige of being an elected official. Been there, done that. What I want to leave you with is go to whistleforparco.com and help us out that way. Communicate with us. We have a media page for our links with you guys and with letters to the editor. Our local uh, weekly newspaper will not put anything in that is not negative. So we've been going for about four weeks now. Uh, this is owned by a gentleman by the name of Merle Baranchuk, Arkansas Valley Publishing down in Salida. We just call it MSNBC Salida. Because <laughs> that's what they've turned into. And they're doing anonymous independent perspectives and everything you can think of. They're throwing the kitchen sink at me. Yeah. And that tells me we're on target. Yeah, yes. they absolutely. Want, they want your hand, they want their hand in your taxes. And yeah. they want all these taxes. And these are the folks that got us there. You think the people that got us there are going to be the ones to get us out of it? No. 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 All right. Dave, all right. thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Great job. Congratulations. Great job. Congratulations. And, and, and keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Never
some of the comments here. So this is from Peg Cage. If Deb and, if Deb and Dick live together, then there is a Democrat sign in the Republican county chairman's home. She cannot support a Democrat as chairman. Um, then from Dr. Donner talking about Fort Collins trying to vote in rank voting. Peg Cage, congratulations, Dave. You and your friends are rock stars. This is from Sandra. Don't forget, Bill Owens was Brownstein, Harbor, Fyatt, Brownstein Hyatt Farber's puppet. Hmm, how many more are in their pockets, too? Um, yeah, we haven't talked about them in a long time. But again, just to recap, this is great news. Um, and thank God for the folks like Dave Whistle in Park County. Well, you know, who, I want to congratulate Peg and other people. Nancy Palazzi. Nancy Palazzi. Ben Nicholas. Um, and Neil Mathias. Mill die. Um, and so it's uh, a lot of people contributed. Peggy Hines, who helped Joyce Hines, Joyce Hines, who helped um, rally everyone uh, uh, to it down in Park County. So this is a great one. I, it's got to continue. Well, exactly. And I think it, it shows too that um, you, you know it, you, you don't have to be quiet. We don't have to take it. And we're going to switch a little bit and turn this into more of a broader national thing. But but again, so they pushed back against Dick Ausner, who was the state party, the Colorado Treasure. State Republican Party treasurer, openly campaigning for the Democrat candidate against the Republican candidate. He's free to do that, but you just can't be, shouldn't be the party official then. Controlling all the money. Controlling all the all money. All the money in Park County and controlling all the money yeah. uh, you gotta wonder, in the state. I think Anil has a good point too. Anil says, okay, so wait, so this is the guy who's been controlling the money in Park County. He's been controlling the Colorado Republican Party money. Maybe we should take a look at the Colorado out of Republican Party finances. Well, Peg you know? says we need an audit, and I agree. That's right. Well, yeah, and why wouldn't we? You know, are they going to side with Democrats and say, "Oh, no, no audits, no, we can't no, do no, audits"? No. The Democrats will attack us. But he resigned. We're his... supporting Democrats. Yeah, really. I saw his picture is still up on the website, but I'll cut him some slack for there. That can take a while. I know they're busy, but she accepted his resignation. Christy Burton Brown saying, "I agree. No one endorsing a Democrat can serve as a state officer. That shouldn't even be controversial." <laughs> you Which know? can't serve as a party chair either. Right. No. No, county chair. The county I mean, chair. No, no, that's Elsners that's ridiculous. have to go. But they are they are typical. We've got them here in Adams County. Um, the, 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 you know, they, they spout off a few kind of conservative sounding ones, but they're really just establishment. Well, they just want power. Yeah, they, yeah. Ju- they just want power and they want control. And then they don't want anyone looking under the under the rock to see, well, what is it that they're trying to cover right. up, which is what Dave wants to do. But, you know, let's move this into then um, some interesting developments in the Joe O'Day thing. And I will submit once again that, you know, the rhinos all will jump up and down and say, we have to vote for Joe O'Day, even though they had said they would not vote for Ron, Ron Hanks. Hanks. Right. Unity yeah. only runs one way. Um, but, yeah, there's no you in unity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there is. I don't know. <laughs> there All right, that was that, that, that didn't work. I'm sorry. No, it didn't work. We'll have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, it's like, you know, so Joe O'Day is kind of doing what Dick Ellison is doing, only kind of in reverse. He's saying, I will, if I'm elected Senate, actively campaign against Donald Trump. So does that mean he's going to actively campaign for, say, Joe Biden then or Hillary Clinton or whoever the Democrat candidate is? If you say that, you're not a Republican. You may have an R in front of your name, but you're not a Republican. And so forget it to all those people who say, oh, we have to unify behind Joe O'Day. No, we don't. He needs to unify behind us. Mm. You know, we don't send him there so we can make him get Richard We're going to have Brian Piotr, the Republican uh, the libertarian, libertarian candidate that uh, 
Ron Hanks is endorsed on Wednesday. On Wednesday, he's going to talk about that. But I think it's interesting. So, so you know, Joe O'Day, and he should just, all of the corporate media are people like fawning over him, right? Yes, he, yes. he should understand they will attack him. If, I mean, if the only reason they're doing it is because they believe he doesn't have a chance, which I think is probably somewhat true, right? Um, well, they're just hedging their bets. So they don't want Bennett to win, but if he doesn't, that's okay. Then they got a semi-democrat. But, but then, and it was kind of cute. So Joe O'Day says that, well, cute isn't the right word but so so then donald trump in typical donald trump fashion of course tweeted back saying you know what does he say maga voters don't support people with big mouths and, and who are stupid, stupid or something yeah, like that so, yeah. and so then bizarrely he I mean, said there's no you in unity there's no yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then bizarrely um and that's what i want to get you guys's take on ron DeSantis comes out and endorses joe o'day not only endorses him he has a robocalls going out robocalls and at first i was like well you know maybe he wasn't really paying attention but then no. Sundance at the conservative treehouse pointed out he didn't endorse heidi ganahl no. who's a governor right you right. think if you're going to be a governor endorsing governors right he didn't hasn't endorsed apparently anyone else too any senate he's done governors another one so you got if you're on the phone um 888-627-6008 888-627-6008. You want to weigh in on Zoom, you can go ahead and type your comment or just go ahead and unmute yourself and you can comment. But what do you think is going on with this? Why would- Well, you know, Sundance has been complaining since early in the summer that he was getting all these signals that, that Ron DeSantis really was just another deceptocrat. And he really was um, not the, the Trumpian uh, kind of prince in waiting. Uh, and I thought it was ridiculous. I'd never saw anything that Ron I mean, did. Yeah, because Ron, everything he's done yeah, has been right yeah, on, I uh, think. And when he did this, you know, I have to say, whoa, whoa. Yeah, because they run down the list. I mean, Nikki Haley endorsed Joe O'Day. Well, Nikki Haley. So I don't know. I mean, if so, if Ron DeSantis or any of his people are listening to this, I would just stop making those calls. I mean, not that they <laughs> yeah, are, but, but it's, it's like, you know, problem. Joe O'Day, you're endorsing Joe O'Day it confuses people, I think. And it's not going to help Joe O'Day. I, yeah, I don't think anyone is paying attention. Joe O'Day can't say stuff like, I'll actively campaign against Donald Trump um, and all the other things he said, and then say, oh, well, if Deron DeSantis likes him, it must be okay. Right, right. You know, I mean, but what do you think the deal is, Chuck? Well, I don't know what the deal is. I think he's he's got advisors that say, well, why don't you, why don't you become the unity candidate? You bring the Bushies back in, bring everybody back in. Because O'Day is a Bushy one. George W. Right, raised money, money for him and yeah. everything else. Um, and so I think maybe he's trying to get, you know, be the united candidate. That's right. Um, and I think he's making a huge mistake because up to up to the, up to that robocall, I was a big now, Ron DeSantis supporter. And maybe and maybe Ron DeSantis is like, uh, you know, what whatever. There's not, not that you know how many electoral votes does Colorado have? We won't worry about. It. But here, this is from Doctor Donna. Anyone think it odd that Hugh McCain does not endorse a Republican in his county? Only one. He's mm-hmm. the only one. This from Pat Cage, right, Sandra? The party is running things backwards, letting the candidates dictate the values of the party rather than helping people who adhere to the values become the candidates. Good point, yeah, that's exactly right, Sandra. Peg. And you know why? That's because of the donors, right? So they need candidates who can bring the money in because that pays the consultants, that pays for the establishment, that pays for everything. And if they have candidates like say, oh, Ron Hanks, um, you know, then mm-hmm. they can't be bought and paid for. So they don't want to have anything to do with them. But you know what? But people- what I, think, I think it has put a, a warning alert on right. Ron DeSantis for me anyway. Yeah, well, pay attention. And, and the thing is, is you look at um, people who um, say 
and not only say the right things and do the right things. And I'm talking about Carrie Lake because we we are seeing there's an interesting column today in I forget the Federalist, one of those. Where it was Federalist. Yeah, where Molly, it said, Molly Hemingway. Molly Hemingway saying Liz Cheney tried to destroy the Republican Party and it didn't work. And that's true. Yeah. She tried with January 6th to split it and it didn't work. And that's because people see through all of this anymore. And I want to play, Kerry Lake was on Maria Bartiromo. They talked about a lot of things, but I thought this in particular was telling. So if we could please play the Kerry Lake soundbite. Mary, are you getting the support that you would expect from the Republican Party? I know that uh, early in the season, Mitch McConnell said that it's 50-50, that the Republicans take the Senate. And he said it's partly because of bad candidates. Uh, You've been uh, campaigning a lot with Blake Masters, who is running for Senate in Arizona. What are your thoughts on the support from the Republican Party to your campaign and the Senate contenders? You know, I've been getting support and and we're going to actually transform and make the Republican Party better when we get in because we're going to have the people with us. So I think Mitch McConnell needs to wake up and realize that the Republican Party is about we the people. It's not about political elites like Mitch in D.C. He's got to start representing the people. And we're going to actually strengthen this party, Maria. We have an amazing movement here in Arizona, and it's the people of Arizona stepping forward, realizing that they have to take their government back. And I think Mitch should uh, actually embrace this. I am receiving some support from the RNC, the Arizona GOP, and the uh, Republican Governors Association has stepped in to help out running some ads that are uh, helping me. And so I appreciate any help that I get. But the real support I'm getting is from the people. See, and that's the thing that all of the Decepticons forget, like Mitch, McCon- Mitch McConnell's like they're bad candidates. We're the ones who select the candidates, not Mitch McConnell. At least that's the way it's supposed to work. And they've all, they're all freaking out because we keep selecting candidates who support the things that we believe in. And they don't believe in anything. So it doesn't really matter as well, long it's as... Well, interesting in New Hampshire, there's a real recent pullout that's uh, showing Boldak um, catching up to a sound. Um, explain that. Okay. The, the Republican, Hassan is the Democrat incumbent. Uh, Boldick won a, a primary over um, a Mitch McConnell candidate. Uh, Mitch McConnell's withdrawn $5 million uh, that was set for New Hampshire to support uh, Boldick. Uh, Boldick is a absolute Trump supporter. So, I mean, if people like Boldick and, and Blake Masters and, and, and a lot of others get in that Senate, um, Mitch McConnell's going to have a lot of problems. Well, that's and that's the trouble, right? I think it's great because the people and and the thing they always get backwards. And this is why it's not working for the establishment, for the rhinos. We are not blind Trump supporters. It's not a cult. We support Trump. The MAGA voters do Mm -hmm. because Trump supports the things that we support. Um, It's just that simple. Like you said, when Trump pushed. Yeah, he got in a rally few months ago and said, you know, be sure to get your vaccine shot. He's booed. Right. Um, so you're not going to, you know, Donald Trump does not have the loyalty of everyone, regardless of what he does. It's because what he does, he has the loyalty and they don't get that. Of course, um, they don't want to get it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing deal. And uh, November 
eight is going to be an amazing day. Well, and I think hopefully they can flip it, not just in terms of Democrats and Republicans, but hopefully this election and the one after this will start flipping it in terms of, I guess I would call them populist. I mean, MAGA is what it's what it is now, too. But it's the same. It's populist. It's for the people of the people. And as they get more and more of those kind of candidates in, certainly some of them would be corrupt. You know, we've talked to Tom Tancredo, former congressman, many mm-hmm. times, and he talks about how hard it is to not be corrupted yeah, there yeah. because of all the pressure that's on you. But if you have enough of them, if you have enough Lauren Boeberts, if you have enough Marjorie Taylor Greens, you know, and if you, if have- you don't, uh, and we're going to talk about this um, in the upcoming session, then you end up like Great Britain, where you're going to have a conservative prime minister who who would be in the United States be considered the average liberal Democrat. Yeah. Um, he, he believes in all the things that liberal Democrats believe in. And he's a quote unquote new conservative savior. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. um, no, not at all. I see. Johnny, did you want, is that you, Johnny? Did you want to yes. weigh in on this? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I see that uh, uh, Biden is, is falling asleep during interviews. So <laughs> I, I sort of wonder, like, uh, when Trump decides to run, who is he going to run against? Um, because I, I can't see this guy uh, even being uh, like, even halfway aware of what's right. going on by by that time comes. What do you think? Who do you, I mean, I think they're all like gearing up and I don't think there are any, I was reading a thing, Gavin Newsom. It's like, oh, please, yeah. please run Gavin Newsom. I mean, can you see? <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't know who they have. What do you think? Or do you have any ideas? Well, well, as far as like on the Democrat, yeah. people are, are, are saying, um, Michelle Obama, I don't know why uh, they're saying her, because I, I keep hearing that rumor going around and yeah. around. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that Harris, she can't even climb herself out of a bed. No, oh. no, no. So, <laughs> so uh, and I think Hillary has, has her train has come and gone. Right. Yes. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see who they pull out of the hat. Yeah, it'll be a Carter-like. You know, I'll pull one out of the hat that well, doesn't seem quite so radical, though once again, the office are very... Yeah, they'll radical. be kind of... Well, you know, I keep talking about Jared Polis. I don't I don't, I don't, know that I would call him a long shot, but I think well, somebody like know. that... Do you know what I mean? Because Jared Polis trickily has the patina of being like a businessman's Democrat, even right. though he's not. Look at right. all the business he closed down and destroyed during the whole COVID thing. But I, yeah, I think... My guess is that Trump is going to run, barring something. Um, my guess is DeSantis won't challenge him. DeSantis is just going to stay poised and ready in the wings. My guess is Carrie Lake might be the vice presidential candidate if that happens, um, although she might like being governor. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, I think DeSantis may be a little bit bought because, I mean, when that mm. happened in Mar a Lago with the breaking, yeah, he, he yeah, was yeah, good point. And uh, it's just. And as you know, he's he's for the the, the red the uh, red flag. Yes, so, yes. You um, must have been reading the uh, conservative treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so we shall see. But I'm gonna I'm gonna buy out now. But yeah, that's all I want to say. Okay, right, thank, thank you, you. Thank, thank you. Well, how quick? How's your race going? Uh, it's going well. We, we we're gonna see how how it goes. Uh, I have a feeling that um, just just. That is just like one of those like quiet rising where I'm going to come out of nowhere and and mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> knock uh-huh. out of the window. 
Right. Uh, so in a certain sense, she got everything she deserved. Although did they have her family hostage at the World Economic Forum? <laughs> I mean, was she not kidding there? But <laughs> no, they had the markets no, hostage. I mean, there are no good guys in this scenario. Okay. That's the problem. Liz Truss got a raw deal. There's no doubt about it. She was stabbed in the back and removed without really ever having a chance to prove herself because she was not the World Economic Forum candidate. And the World Economic Forum is really running things in Britain right now. Boris Johnson was touted as coming back. Now, of course, his first tenure as prime minister was a disaster. So it was kind of a strange suggestion that he should return. But he also is tied in with the World Economic Forum. And so immediately he withdraws and says, I'm backing Sunak. And then Sunak gets in. Well, it's also amazing that the trust... And, and and same with Boris Johnson and, and God knows how many times people say, OK, yes, we'll limit immigration. Yes, we'll do this. Yes, we we'll, we will cut your taxes instead of massively raising them in green levies and everything else. And then when they get to office, Boris says, ah, you know, that can, immigration thing didn't really mean that. Um, and as far as all the other stuff, no, let's just go with the with the. Uh, the uh, the World Economic Forum type type ones, and then he's thrown out. She comes in promising exactly the same. It only <laughs> takes her a month and a half to totally abrogate it. And what, one thing you have to say about Sinek, he has he is not yeah. backing anything that that Britons like. And if he is the if he is a primer um, prime minister, um, the so called red wall um, will uh, return. Uh, he will not be popular in Northern England. Um, you know, he's a teetotaler, um, certainly a, a bright guy, but hateable in his own way. <laughs> well, there's no doubt, Chuck, this is a massive betrayal that's been going on for years. The British people voted years ago for Brexit, and they still yeah. haven't gotten it entirely. Right. It's been, there's been all kind of uh, hedging around it, all kinds of ways in which it was uh essentially neutered, defanged, and the British people didn't get what they voted for. And the conservatives, they voted for the conservatives overwhelmingly when Boris Johnson came in. That's still the administration that's in power now. And yet the conservatives aren't conservative. And betrayed all the things that got Boris elected, that they exactly what you were saying, that they would limit the mass migration. There are boats coming over the English Channel every day with hundreds of new young military age men and they're brought into Britain and then they go on the welfare dole and the conservatives promised to do something about that and have completely betrayed the British people. And the only thing keeping them in power right now is that everybody knows that labor would be even worse. What, how does the world economic forum have such power there. That's a very good question. And all that I know about it is that if you look at the World Economic Forum's board and various other uh, lists of officials, you will find most of the heads of state and heads of government of the West. And so it seems as if they have made a concerted effort to get those people on board and to make sure that people who hold to their perspective would be the ones who were elected. Uh, how they managed to do this, what kinds of connections they have, that I don't know. 
I'm going to go with money at some level. Well, how about this? How much of a difference do you think if at all, because I know King Charles now is very much behind this whole green agenda thing. How much of a difference did the queen's death make or not very much at all, do you think? Well, you know, it's kind of a difficult thing to quantify because of course, realistically, the monarchy doesn't have any political power at all. However, they do have a very strong cultural influence. And there's no doubt that Charles is going to be spearheading a move to the left. And Rishi Sunak is as well. I mean, this is all working in the same direction, the same globalist, socialist, internationalist, world economic forum direction. What do you, I mean, it seems to me that this would be a hard argument to make though, because it, again, it is, it's very green, but I mean, they're talking about that. You look at the price of bread in Great Britain, you look at the price of fuel, they're talking about, you know, rationing heating and things like that. Does, does, does no one, do the people not speak up or, I mean, or does just no one listen to them? Is it like here? I mean, how, how does that happen that, that, that they can't keep this grip on the power? Well, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like here, okay. because you do have some small parties like Britain First, For Britain, and uh, the UKIP. The uh, UKIP, yeah. What does that stand for? I've forgotten what it stands for. Anyway, United, what it's always called, Independent United Kingdom Independent Party. Yeah, and they actually represent, if you look at polling, more of what the British people are after and what they favor. But it's like in the United States as well, the people who are in power, the people who we are able to elect, the people who have the access to all the things that get people elected, they don't hold to those perspectives. So we settle for people who are close. And it's the same thing in Britain. These parties don't have the money. They don't have the media presence. They don't have the backing. And the conservatives do. So the conservatives kind of co-opt their message by promising to do what they say. But UKIP says that they're for. And then they get elected overwhelmingly. And then they turn their back and betray them. And they know the people have nothing they can do. Because UKIP is never going to have that kind of clout necessary the money the presence and so on in order to get elected themselves what about in the united states do you have any sense of how much influence the world economic forum has here oh it's the same thing joe biden and all those guys they're all on the board with the same agenda and so we're all we're moving in the same direction as well one of the reasons why trump had to be destroyed right and removed from office you know uh completely discredited as far as they're concerned and prosecuted and impeached and everything else was because he was not on board with that agenda. Right. Pretty right. much every establishment politician is. Right. Well, right. you see, there's, there's a site, we talk about it all the time, the conservative Treehouse, um, which I recommend highly to anyone. And this guy has a theory, sort of an economic theory, that the world is kind of splitting into two sort of economic factions. On the one hand, you've got sort of the World Economic Forum guys in Europe and the United States. And on the other side, you have places like Russia, China, some of the South American countries, Africa, what's called BRICS, B-R-I-C-S or something like that. Well, I'm not sure which, he really says it separates because the Chinese Communist Party and, yeah. and the World Economic Forum are very much on, on each other's side i mean the 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 world economic forum thinks that china is great 
So it's not like you. Well, have but a- I mean, in terms of, I guess where I'm going with the green thing. So that 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 the, you have this one Western focus with the World Economic Forum that wants to go green, 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 get rid of fossil fuels, the Great Reset, in other words. And then you have these other countries that are starting to align themselves, and they are the ones who own all the fossil fuel and everything we're going to need for energy. Yeah, do you see any of that, or have you heard any oh, of that? It certainly seems that the green agenda is playing into the hands of China. Yes, and I love it. Sure. But they're not going to implement it themselves. Use it to destroy Western economic power and then replace Western economic power. That's already in progress. Uh, And so the countries that are aligning with China today, you look at a map of Africa, for example. In Africa, you go back 50 years to the 1970s. And most of the countries in Africa did primarily their their major trade with the United States. You look at a map today, and they all their major trade partner is China. Right. China has completely moved in economically on those places, and the green agenda is only going to accelerate that. It's actually a tool for the competitors of the United States. I think right. Russia also uh, in this is hoping to exploit it. Because obviously we can see how well it's done for Russia in Europe, that the Europeans have made themselves completely dependent upon Russian oil because they won't cultivate it themselves and they won't go with nuclear energy. Uh, And so now, now Russia is able to exploit that to their own advantage. Well, and it just seems so insane because I get the Great Reset, but we're not there yet. So we've talked before. You get the Great Reset. Well, no, it's so insane. I get that the Great Reset is something they want, right? They want to do. But in the meantime, as you said, they still have to buy their oil only rather than producing it themselves. Now we're buying it for Russia. So how is that more green, right? Um, it's and, nothing to do with green. Well, I, <laughs> never know, was. I know. It's all to do with money. No, but, no, it has to do with control. Well, it's, it's a well, way that they can socialize the world economy. Yes. The only people who care about the green agenda are the lunatics who are gluing themselves to walls. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They, they well, but the global elites don't believe it. No, you know, oh, no they fly around in their private jets all over. Yeah. Houses yeah. that are going to be underwater if they really believe that nonsense. But obviously they don't or they wouldn't have bought this property. Right, right. right. Well, let, let's go to a different subject I want to get your thoughts on. Iran. I mean, the protests keep on going after the death of a young Kurdish woman by the morality police. Um, they seem to have not gone away. Uh, what, what's going on there, do you think? It's very exciting times, Chuck. You know, I think this regime could actually fall. Really? Wow. It, it's, we've never seen protests of this magnitude, not since the regime came into power in 1979. Not in 2009, not a few years back. There have been uprisings before, but nothing like this. And people openly saying all over the country, we don't want an Islamic Republic. The only thing that will keep them in power is brute force, but the people so far, are showing that they're willing to stand up to that brute force and keep mm-hmm. coming. Now, they still could tr- crush this whole thing, right. and it wouldn't be ultimately surprising if they did. But also, it could happen that the security forces will change sides mm-hmm. because they're shooting their own people. They're shooting their own uh, brothers and sisters and mothers and daughters and so on. And at a certain point, it may be that they'll have, they've ha- they will have had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that could happen. At the same time, the European Union and Joe Biden could bail out the regime 
by sanctions relief that would immediately give them $7 billion, and that would be just the beginning. They really want to do it because the nuke deal is off the table right now, right, and that right. would immediately give them the $7 billion. But then immediately the administration started talking about paying for hostages, giving them ransom of $7 billion. And so it seems as if the Biden administration is intent on giving the regime $7 billion, which would, in, in effect make sure that this regime survives. Now, why would we want to do that? Once again, we just, because we hate people, (laughs) you know, whether they're Americans, Iranians, British, we just, whatever the people want, we want to do the opposite. I mean. Yeah, I I think that ultimately you're right, Julie. uh, Ultimately a big struggle between primal forces of good and evil, but the Biden administration, to put it more uh, prosaically, is interested in propping up the Iranian regime because they want to show up Trump. Showing up Trump is like their number one foreign policy goal. Right. Crazy, but they they really want to vindicate the foreign policy establishment that Trump repudiated. And the cornerstone of the foreign policy establishment was Obama's Iran nuke deal. So intent on propping up the Iranian regime, which they also think for some mad reason will be a rock of stability in the Islamic world, even though it's Shiite and most of the the Muslim countries are Sunni and ate the Iranians. What, let's say, so you say there could be a regime change. What what is standing in the wings? And is it going to be, if, if you're like one of the Iranian protesters, is it going to end up being same old, same old? In other words, is it like in Great Britain where you, you go to all this work and then they just give you some New guys, the same as the old guy. Yeah. Well, of course, that could always happen. But that's not what the people are marching for in Iran. Because when they're saying they don't want an Islamic Republic, in effect, they're signaling to groups like the MEK, which is very popular in the United States, popular among conservatives for some reason, the Mujahideen Ekalk, Rudy Giuliani loves them and others. And I don't understand the love affair here because we're talking about a group. What was that name again? Mujahideen. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to establish their own Islamic regime. And the Islamic regime is what the people don't want in Iran. And so another thing they might do is call back the son of the Shah. And the problem is, of course, he hasn't lived in Iran since 1979. He can't be in complete touch. But the difficulty that the Iranian protesters have is that there's no native leadership. Anybody who emerges as a leader against the regime is immediately imprisoned and killed. And so... They're likely going to have to appeal to some, one of these people. I hope they go if they, I hope that they succeed in the right. first place. And that if they succeed, that they go with the Shah's son rather than with the MEK. Well, and what do they want? Do they want a more Western style of, th- or do they just not want the Islam? What do they want? They want a, a Western style secular republic. They had a Western style secular republic under the Shah. And people have forgotten this, that for not only the reign of the Shah, which was very long, but for the reign of his father. So you're going back to the 1930s to the 1970s. The Iranian people were very westernized. Women wear hijab and they had Western values and Western education. And so, you know, I was 17 in 1979 when the Islamic Revolution took over. There are plenty of people who are the same age in Iran who remember what it was like, and they have told their children what it was like, and they want it back. Now, you have a country like Saudi Arabia, they don't have 
that kind of memory. Right. And, right. and that makes it, that's a huge difference and a huge advantage that the Iranian protesters have. Let me let me well, ask. Well, oh. yeah, for, it always seemed to me that the, that the Islamic Republic in Iran wisely had outlets for um, purported uh, anger. They, they would have presidential elections where a moderate would run against a hardliner, and and they would have all of which were really controlled by the um, the supreme leader. But but at least it gave them the patina. Um, outlet for some of the frustration. Do you think they'll just go full-scale oppressive dictatorship? It's that or die. Okay. This, repression is the only thing they've got. And the thing that, that scares them the most about these protests is that they've been repressive. Yeah. That they've already killed many of the protesters, and yet they keep coming. They're not being frightened this time. And so they don't have anything else to fall back on. If the people refuse to be terrorized, terror is their only weapon. We should remember that. Well, what about then, just a final question for me. So we've got the brave people of Ukraine who we must all stand by, you know, while Zelensky is posing for Vogue magazine. It seems to me that maybe, and I'm not saying we should go to war there, but but we seem to be ignoring the, the even braver people of oh, yeah. Iran who are actually getting killed by their government. Well, there's no doubt we are ignoring them. And we're ignoring them because the left... The administration and the establishment media love the Islamic Republic, and they don't want to see it go. And why, why do you think they love it? Well, what is it? In the first place, for the reasons I outlined before, that they want to vindicate Obama. They want to repudiate Trump. They think that Iran will be a force for stability in the Middle East. And also, let's not forget, they hate America. <laughs> they, they have that in common. They both hate America. The, the mullahs chanting death to America? Yeah. Your heart's <laughs> pitter-patter. Well, <laughs> Obama, Obama said he was wrong in 2009 not to have said a word, nice a word or two about the Green Revolution in, in 2009. That was big of him. <laughs> well, you know, he actually explained that he thought that the Iranians hated America so much they wouldn't like it if he came out strongly for the revolution, it would be bad for the revolution. This was just a lot of hooey. Because yeah, yeah. actually, the Iranians remember, the Iranians who want a secular republic, remember that the secular republic was an ally of the United States. They don't hate the United States. Oh, it's no. the hardline Islamists who hate the United States. And so if he had come out strongly for the Green Revolution, it might have succeeded. And if old Joe would do something now substantial rather than just pay lip service it would be a big boost but mm. it ain't gonna happen no oh wow all right well robert well thank you so much again always educational always learn a lot when you're on and and we appreciate you sharing it with us thank you it's always fun to talk to you folks all <laughs> right we'll see you next time it's going yeah. crazy right there all right hey thank you to robert spencer um thank you to dave whistle as always the great guys at bbs and everybody on zoom on wednesday we're going to have brian piotter the libertarian candidate for senate here uh, just to see what he's all about um and i um, also want to talk a little bit about there's been some fun focus groups where they have actual the, the mainstream media is like having heart attacks when they hear what real people actually think because we are not towing the wokester line that we should be so we'll talk about that well, too. it's gonna be fun the msnbc is just going 
bonkers over a group of Trump supporters. <laughs> How could they believe this? This is insanity. And everything they said, I believe. Well, hey, and if you were worried about election integrity, don't worry anymore. The FBI announced today they're going to be setting up field offices oh, in yeah. all of the states to keep an eye on election integrity. Oh, on all of us. On all of us. And then the IRS agents are going to jump in to help. Okay? Yeah, yeah, they'll be the, they'll be the shock troops. If we fall through the cracks. Hey, thank you, everybody. We love Take you care. All. We'll see you on Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday it is.